0: Hi it's Kiffin finlow here, and the other day I was asked the question what is the difference between CBDC and USDC, and I'll start by explaining what the latter one is first. So USDC is a token on the Ethereum blockchain that is meant to represent the fiat currency US dollars. The idea is that each token on the Ethereum blockchain has a dollar value in the real world of one dollar, and the idea therefore is that the USDC is pegged to the United States dollar, and a whole bunch of different techniques are used by these stable coins as they are known. They're called stable coins because their price relative to a national currency is meant to stay stable. The techniques that are used are quite complicated, so I won't go into them here, and they don't always work. But the best analogy I have for tokens like USDC is casino poker chips. If you go to a casino with a hundred dollars in your hand, when you go in you're required to convert them into chips, so that you can then go to the gaming tables and play. And if at the end of your session of playing and you haven't lost all your chips, you can go back to the entrance of the casino and cash in your chips and get back dollars, and the idea is that if you get one chip for every dollar when you walk in, you should also get one chip for every dollar when you walk out. The casino chips and the dollar are meant to be stably linked, and so that in effect is what stable coins like USDC are aiming to do. Now CBDC stands for central bank digital currency, and I can see why some people might get confused about that. Why are we talking about central bank digital currencies when there are already representations of currencies on blockchains through things such as uh, USDC? And the answer there is that CBDC refers to the term of central banks researching how they can evolve money in the light of all the stuff that's been revealed through blockchain. And the first thing to note is that currencies are already, for the majority, in digital form. There's banknotes and coins out there, but most currency is stored on databases in banks around the world, hopefully carefully audited by accountants to make sure that all the rules are being followed, but currency is already predominantly digital. Why would central banks want to research making a new kind of digital currency? And I think the answer there lies in the level of control that you can have with new forms of digital currency. At the moment, central banks have a very coarse form of control over the economy. Central banks buy bonds off retail banks. That's kind of the equivalent of them offering retail banks a loan at a very low interest rate, and then retail banks multiply the money supply by being allowed to lend out more money than they have on their balance sheet, typically 10 times more. So if you're a retail bank you take a loan from the central bank, if they will let you, Um, and the method that is used is the selling of bonds to the central bank for the national currency, then you can lend out multiples of that amount that you borrowed, charge interest on it, and make a profit. But the problem that central banks have is that they're relying on these intermediaries, these retail banks, to do the multiplying for them and they have a number of parameters that they can tweak. They can decide how many loans they're going to issue, i.e. how many bonds they're going to buy in any given week, day, or month, and they can set certain numbers such as interest rates uh, in order to encourage more lending or less lending, and they can tweak the reserve that banks must hold, the fractional reserve, um, in order again to encourage the banks to lend more or lend less, but the problem is this is fairly coarse. There's certainly a few steps removed from the end consumer people such as you and me who take out mortgages and loans from banks. So when central banks saw what you can do with tokens instantiated on blockchains, a light bulb must have gone on, Ah, we could actually use the techniques that smart contracts and blockchains have introduced to actually have some control over how the end consumer spends their money, which is something that no central bank has ever had the possibility of doing before. And if you look at tokens and smart contracts you'll see that there's all sorts of clever stuff you can do. You, you can issue a token on Ethereum and peg it to another token, but have that token subject to some restrictions. You can have in the smart contract a switch that says when this switch is flipped then this token can no longer be used in some other DeFi system, so for example you could, if you really felt like it, make a token that Uh, on weekdays could not be used in the Aave lending protocol, or you could make a token that if you so decided could no longer be swapped on Uniswap, and that kind of level of being able to create representations of money on a blockchain that you have fine control over must have looked very appealing to the central banks when they started investigating this. Because if they can create a digital currency that allows them to control how the consumer spends, they could make money suddenly disappear over time, fade away if you don't spend it in time, so they can use that kind of technique to increase the velocity of money if they've decided that that's desirable. They could make programmable money that gives you a discount if you're using it to buy energy, but Uh, you pay a premium for if you're using it to buy luxury goods from abroad, so on and so forth. So central banks are about controlling the economy and from their perspective this is another tool that they could use to control that economy. Of course for you and me as citizens this has certain frightening implications. You might wake up one day and find that you can no longer use your money to buy goods at Amusement parks at the seaside, or you can no longer use your money, or it becomes much more expensive to use your money to buy fuel for your car, and so on and so forth. Um, One of the things you have to note is that it's unlikely I'd say very, very unlikely, I'd be incredibly surprised if it happens for central banks to issue their new uh, blockchain inspired digital currency on an open permissionless blockchain like Bitcoin or on Ethereum. Actually they wouldn't be able to issue it on Bitcoin because it's not adapted for that, but they could issue a digital dollar on Ethereum and the problem is that Ethereum is an open permissionless blockchain. Anybody can create an account, anybody can transact, and provided it continues to live up to its decentralized promise uh, there will be no way of other parties censoring you the blockchain. They would have to resort to actually finding you in real life and throwing you in jail if they wanted to censor your transactions. So I think it's unlikely that central banks will want their digital currencies to be running on a system like that. They want to have control, so even if they do release digital currencies on a blockchain it's probably going to be a closed permission blockchain that only the central banks and the Uh, retail banks have full access to, and you and I as citizens, if we have access to it at all, it's either going to be through a proxy with limitations on it, or possibly directly, but again with limitations that the financial institutions won't be beholden to. That's just a prediction of how it may go down. In all likelihood, I think they're just going to look at the functionality that Uh, tokens instantiated on blockchains have and copy them onto centralized systems. They're not called central banks for nothing, Uh, there aren't any decentralized banks out there. So uh, that's kind of a summary of the difference between USDC and CBDC. I can see why the question was asked, because you sort of think to yourself when you first see it, well there already is a dollar on a blockchain, why um, are we going to need another version of that? And hopefully this video answers that. I hope you found it interesting, and uh, I'll see you in the next video soon. Bye for now.